Let's look at 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. It says, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Verse 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. In the Amplified, verse 12 says, fight the good fight of faith in the conflict with evil. Take, a, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and for which you made the good confession of faith in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith in the conflict with evil. Uh, in 2 Timothy 4.6, so that was 1 Timothy. And then in 2 Timothy... As Paul is enter, entering or in the end of his journey on earth, he says, For I am already poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. He said, I have fought the good, faith, the good fight. So what I wanted to get into just a little bit tonight is the fight of faith. And faith has a fight on this earth. We are going to need to fight through some things. Now faith itself, faith is believing what God has said. But as we walk out things on this earth, there's going to be a challenge to our faith. And what, our, what we're really fighting for is to remain in faith, to remain at rest, to remain in the plan of God. We're not fighting to try to get something from God. We're not fighting the devil in the sense that we're not trying to conquer him. We are fighting to remain in rest, to follow after God, to believe him, to let him do, uh, to let him uh, manifest in our life, in all the way, everything that He's provided, everything that He's bought and purchased for us, that we want that to be uh, active in our life. Now, we're going to touch on a few things here. We have to understand that we have an adversary. His name is Satan, and he is a defeated foe. But he is going to challenge us in our walk on this earth. He's going to challenge our walk of faith. He's going to challenge us as Christians. We need to understand, though, that there is a fight on this earth. It's not, in other words, going to be just, you know, like walking down a path on a sunshiny day. We are going to get challenged. And, uh, you know, people get the idea that, if you know Jesus, if you've uh, confessed Him as your Lord and Savior, if you believe God, if you've heard the word of faith, then you'll never have any problems. And that's just not biblical. 
that doesn't line up with the Word. The Word says that we will have challenges, but that we can overcome them. But we need to understand that there is a fight associated with walking out the plan of God on this earth. We're going to need to go in geared every day, ready to push into what God has for us. If we go in to a day or any time and we just, at the first sign of trouble, we just fold up, we're going to be defeated easily. It's not that Satan has power over us. He will attempt, though, to put pressure on us so that we fold up. In other words, he'll try to get us to defeat ourselves because he can't directly defeat us. He is a defeated foe. Jesus has defeated him for us. But we're going to need to press through, push past the distraction, push past the challenge, and walk with the Lord in what He has for us. Satan will try to distract us. He'll try to put pressure on us. He'll try to intimidate us. What he's trying to get us to do is basically yield to Him. And that's a fight. We're not fighting to get something from God. We're not fighting to beat up the devil. But we're fighting to walk in all God has for us and maintain the victory that He has already purchased for us. Now let's look at a few verse, more verses of Scripture. So we read in 1 Timothy, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. If we're, like Brother Hagin would say, if you're in any other fight, you're in the wrong fight. The fight that we're in is, is to be in faith. That is the challenge as a Christian, to be and maintain our faith, to be in faith and maintain our faith. 1 Timothy 1, verse 8, 18 says, Timothy, my son, the instructions I am giving you are based on what some prophets once said about you. Actually, let's read that in the New King James first. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare having faith and a good conscience. In the CEV, it says, Timothy, my son, the instructions I am giving you are based on what some prophets once said about you. If you follow these instructions, you will fight like a good soldier. In the NIV, it says, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. That you may fight the battle well. You see the word fight, you know, in the, in the different translations. We are going to need to fight. Paul is saying, in this instance, he's saying, I am giving you and reminding you of these words that were spoken about you. I am giving you these commands in keeping with the words that were inspired by the Holy Spirit about your life and what you're going to do. I'm giving you these so that you would be encouraged and you would be stirred up to fight. In other words, God has spoken over your life, through people. And I'm encouraging you and commanding you in line with that, that you would be able to fulfill what God has called you to do. But notice he said that you would be able to fight. Here it says that you would be able to fight the battle well. 
In other translations, it said that you would fight like a good soldier, that you would wage good warfare. Well, that doesn't sound like nothing is going to happen. Even though God spoke words over Timothy, even though, I mean, the Holy Spirit came on someone and prophesied over him, evidently probably multiple times, and those words were the plan of God for his life, you know, we have the written word, but we also have words that come through the unction of the Holy Spirit. But even so, it wasn't automatic those, that those things would come to pass. Timothy had to fight. And the implication is, if he doesn't fight well, it's not going to happen. And Paul is saying, I'm telling you these things so that you will fight well. We have... A fight, a battle. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24, it says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. So here he's talking about races, people running in races and running to receive a prize. And he's saying, run that you may obtain it. Then he, then he uh, talks about, he, he gives another illustration. Verse 26, he said, therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight. Not as one who beats the air. There he's talking about fighting again. He said, I'm fighting. Not as somebody that's just beating the air. The CEB says it this way in verse 26. So now this is how I run, not without a clear goal in sight. I fight like a boxer in the ring, not like someone who is shadow boxing. He's saying, I'm fighting, though. He, he's giving the illustration that I am like a boxer fighting, but I'm not fighting just like I'm practicing. I am fighting like I'm in the ring, and there's a real opponent. In the, the Good News translation, do you have that one? It says, that is why I run straight for the finish line. That is why I am like a boxer who does not waste his punches. This is, what we are facing in life is real. This is, like my, my pastor in Lincoln, Nebraska used to say, this is not a rehearsal. We get one shot. We get one time through this life. Then we're going to be done, and we're going to be, I mean, if, if time goes on for 200 years, it doesn't seem like it will, but, you know, if it would, we're all going to be in the grandstands cheering the next generations on. We get one time through. And as we go through, we need to understand that each step makes a difference. And we are in a war. We are in a fight. And so we need to fight like it matters, not like we're just practicing. We need to, like it says here, we don't waste our punches. We're not just wasting our energy just doing whatever. We are specific every day, it has purpose, and there may be pushback. In fact, there will be pushback. Jesus told us there would be pushback. John 16, it says, we're not putting that up on the screen, but he said that you would have tribulation. But 
But be of good cheer, I have overcome this world. He said in this world you would have tribulation and pressure. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 26 in the Amplified, it says, Therefore I do not run uncertainly without definite aim. I do not box like one beating the air and striking without an adversary. I don't box like one beating the air and striking without an adversary. We have an adversary and we are in a fight and we need to be prepared to fight, to push. Ephesians 6 verse 10 talks about what we're fighting. Ephesians 6 verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Let's read this in a few other translations in uh, the NLT. It says a final word, be strong in the Lord and His mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle you will still be standing firm. Now look at this language. That, that, that these are using, th these letters that we're reading are using. This, this is the word. This isn't, you know, men make up philosophies. Men have ideas like, well, you know, everything is, should just be all just so rosy if you know God. And they get this idea that somehow if you're in faith, you'll never have a problem. And it's not the word. I mean, we're reading this over and over. You don't, if you don't have a problem, if, you, if you're just on vacation somewhere without anything going on, you don't talk about fighting. You don't talk about boxing like, you know, without striking an adversary. You don't talk about waging good warfare. You don't talk about um, fighting so that you're prepared for it to go well. I mean, to, to fight well. This, is, this, this language is, is talking about pushback. It's not talking about everything always being perfect. Now, we're not saying, and the, I mean, not, we're not saying, the Word does not say we have to, we're, we're going to be defeated. It doesn't say that, but it doesn't say you're never going to have a challenge. There's a, there's a distinction there. And it says here that we're not fighting against what we can see. Let's look at verse 12 here. It says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. 
Let's look down in the CEV version, verse 10. It says, finally, the, the mighty strength of the Lord makes you strong. Put on, the, all, put on all the armor that God gives you so you can defend yourself against the devil's tricks. We are not fighting against humans. Now, we could preach a whole series on this. We're not. But we need to get this straight. Our problem is not people. You may say, well, that's not true. My problem is people. I can name five of them right off the top of my head. No, the, our problem is not just the people. It's what's behind people and this world system. There is an enemy. His name is Satan. He is the author of all evil in the earth. That's how it came into the earth. It's not God. See, all the bad that's going on the earth is the result of the curse in the world. It's the, the result of a devil that hates God and hates God's people. And it's the result of people yielding to the devil and listening to him and making decisions that aren't lined up with God because they have a free will. You and I have a free will. Every person on the face of the earth has a free will. And so they have a choice whether they want to listen to God or not. They want to do it his way or not. And they have, every person has supernatural help if they yield to it to do the wrong thing. Supernatural pressure to try to get you, me, everybody to do the wrong thing to go against God. But there is a whole lot in the world that a lot of people in a lot of teaching that doesn't even acknowledge that there's a devil, even in the Christian realm. There is teaching and uh, preaching of parts of the word without preaching other parts of the word that gives the impression that God is just in control of everything and everything that happens is Him. Well, then He has the world in a horrible mess, if that were true. But it's not true. It's what we just said. The, the evil in the world is, is the result of the curse in the world of the devil and people yielding to the devil and making bad decisions. But our ultimate problem is not the people making the decisions. We have the effects of that, but we need to understand what's going on and influencing behind. And that's why you see in the world, it sometimes looks like certain things are so orchestrated, and I'm not saying sometimes they may be to a degree, but there also is, the, th the, the, the truth that behind all of humanity, evil that is going on in certain areas, there is an orchestration and it is in the spiritual realm. If we don't understand that, then we're always looking to try to connect the dots just in the natural. Sometimes there's dots to be connected there, but sometimes you're, you're seeing the plan of the enemy trying to uh, destroy humanity. And if we get our eyes focused on people, we're going to be sidetracked. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be getting upset with the, the flesh and blood in front of us, the humanity in front of us, instead of realizing there's something more. See, if, if we get sidetracked with the humanity, we're, we're in the wrong fight. We're going to be pushed off what, what we're supposed to be doing. It says very clearly here, 
We're not fighting against humans. We're not fight, fighting against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You have to deal with it, but we need to understand the reality of the spiritual realm behind, behind what's going on in the natural. So we don't deal with everything purely in the natural. If we do, we're going to make wrong decisions. But notice, we, we are fighting, but it's not against humans, it says here in verse 12. We are fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. So put on the whole or put on all the armor that God gives you. Then when the evil day comes, that evil day comes, but it's just talking about in, in the evil day, when you are facing opposition, you will be able to defend yourself. And when the battle is over, you will still be standing firm. So it's saying deal with the, what we deal with in life, what we face in life. Deal with it spiritually. Deal with it in truth and reality according to God's word, not according to human philosophies or human methods. Because if we do it in the human way, we're not going to be uh, fighting according to God's ways. And at the end of the day... You could say when the dust settles, we don't want to be found using the wrong methods. We want to be found standing firm when the battle is over because we have walked according to God's power and strength and according to truth. The biggest challenge, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, But I'll just say this, and we're going to be talking about some of these things. But the biggest challenge we're going to face is not the problems we face. It's going to be believing the Word and speaking the Word. It's not what's in front of us. That's not, or you say, well, this is a huge challenge in front of me. That's not the biggest challenge. Our biggest challenge is to fight the good fight of faith, which is to believe God in the, in the face of this challenge and then speak what God has said in the face of this challenge. Because if we don't do that, if we don't believe God and speak His word, then whatever's in front of us will overtake us. That is our challenge. That is our biggest pressure. So what this, what... Satan is going to try to do is try to get you off the word and shut you up. Get you to get your, try to get your eyes off what God has said, get you to try to doubt what God has said, and then get you to say the wrong things, get you to believe the wrong things, so that what God actually has for you and me doesn't come to, fat, come to pass and what is in front of us overtakes us. But it wasn't Satan that overtook us. He can't do it. But if he gets us off and gets us, to, gets us into unbelief, gets us into doubt, gets our words against what God has said, then that gives him access to come in and do what he would want to do. It's not that he has the power, but his fight against you and me as Christians is going to get us to disconnect from God, to get us to into unbelief, get us to, if he can get you away from God completely, then that's his ultimate goal, because if he can do that, he's got you. He, he can kill, steal, and destroy. So that is our 
That is the fight. That is the war. Let's look at... Uh, Let's look at 1 Peter 8, verse 9. 1 Peter 5, verse 8. says, Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Verse 8 says, be sober, be vigilant. It means be awake, be on guard. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. He didn't say he is a roaring lion. He says he walks like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That means if he could just devour everybody, then he would. But he can't. Verse 9 says, resist him steadfast in the faith. Well, what does that sound like? You're pushing back. What is that? That's a fight. What are you resisting? You're resisting the enemy pushing in on you. But notice it says he can't just do what he wants. Otherwise, what's the point of resisting? If resisting does nothing, the Bible wouldn't tell us to resist him. But it does tell us to resist him. That means... Number one, you're going to deal with him pushing. Otherwise, it's not going to tell you, be sober, be vigilant. It's telling us, be aware, because he is going to push. So we can settle that. That's not unbelief. That's not a bad confession. We just, we're reading the Bible. He's going to push. Now, the result of him pushing is what's in question. If he pushes and we resist him, then he can't do anything. But if we, if we're, if, if we don't resist him, it says, it, he's seeking whom he may devour. That means he can't devour everybody, and that's going to be dependent on us. Otherwise, it'd say, well, you know, the devil goes around, he just picks some off as he chooses, some get picked off, some people don't, but you can't do anything about it. So what's the point of even writing that? Just to inform you, you may get taken out. That's the way a lot of church people think, although a lot of per church people don't even put God in it, or the devil in it. They just think it, God might take you out. But you don't have any control over it, and anything that happens is just, it happens. And then they don't push back on it. Because if, if, we, don't know, if we don't understand that the evil is from Satan, then you won't push back on it. Some people are actually taught to accept it because they believe it's God. And anything that happens is God's will. No, we have to understand there is an adversary. We're reading about it right now. He will push on us, and we have to do something when he pushes, and that is to fight. If we just go, oh, what's happening? I don't know. I mean, why am I getting hit with stuff? We have to understand he is going to push, and his destruction comes from him. That's what he will do. It's not a question. 
He will push. Now we have to push back and say, no. There needs to be a fight. There needs to be resistance. Verse 9 says, Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Let's look at this in the NLT. It says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Verse 9, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Talking about the good fight of faith. Talking about that there is a fight. We, it says, stand firm against him. And be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. One of Satan's tactics is to try to get you to believe that you're the only one going through a certain situation. You're the only one that's ever had it like this. Only one that's had it this bad. Only one that it's been just like that. And get us to, to pity ourselves, to feel bad about ourselves, you know, feel sorry for ourselves. And think there's nobody that's over, ever, ever overcome this. And it's a lie. The Bible says that there are people all over the world experiencing the same things. It says, remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. And so as the problems come, we shouldn't have, not that we're just going to have a lot of problems, but if a problem should come, our reaction shouldn't be one of utter disbelief because that's another tactic of the devil. If he can get you over just going, well, why about, why, 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 and it just gets you going in a loop and not resist and not fight. Just say, just fall down in a puddle and say, I, I just don't understand why and not get up and fight and say, and believe God's word and go on with God. It says, stand firm against him. Let's look at this in the CEV, the uh, 1 Peter 5, verse 8 in the CEV. It says, be on your guard and stay awake. We need to understand that there is not a time, not in a fearful way, not in an anxious way. We just got done with a whole series about not being anxious. Not being fearful and full of anxiety and being fearful of the devil, no. But be awake. Be on guard. Stay awake. Know that we have an enemy and that he would push on us. He's a defeated foe. He has no power over us, but he'll try stuff. And we need to understand that he is there. Not be devil conscious all the time going, oh no, what's the devil going to do? Just know you don't want to act like there is not an enemy. We need to walk soberly. We need to walk with our eyes open. In other words, we don't mess with anything that would give the devil any access anywhere. Again, not in fear, but there's just things we need to say, wait a minute. I'm not messing with that. I'm not stepping over there. I'm staying right over here with God because there is an adversary that's looking for a way in. He's looking for a foothold. And I'm not going to give him any. It says, our, your enemy, the devil, is, a, is like a roaring lion, seek, sneaking around to find someone to attack. 
but you must resist the devil and stay strong in your faith. You know that all over the world the Lord's followers are suffering just as you are. Resist him. Stay strong in your faith. Push back. Fighting the good fight of faith means we stay on God's side. We believe what God says. Any kind of resistance from the enemy, we push back. We say what God says. We believe God and we walk through it. And just act like God's word is true. Act like what he said is right. And not give place to, the, to what the enemy would try to bring. Staying in faith is the good fight. The good fight of faith is staying in faith, believing what God said, pushing forward through obstacles, through opposition, through pressure. Know that there, there will be pressure in the earth, but know that we have overcome it through Jesus, and we're going to get into more of this as we go on in some of the aspects of this. But... Don't be surprised just because you're in a fight. Just because you have a challenge to your faith. That doesn't mean you did something wrong necessarily. We need to examine ourselves and say, is there, is there something I'm doing? Did I, did I make a way for that? Am I doing something that's, that is allowing Satan access into my life? We need, to, we need to check that. But don't be surprised... That as a Christian, you're walking through and there's pressure to try to push you off the plan of God. When that comes, we shouldn't act surprised and fold up. We need to double down and go forward and go right through it, knowing that we have God, the Spirit of God in us, God at our back, the power of God at our disposal in the name of Jesus for us to push forward and to overcome and to be strengthened and girding up, knowing that your brothers and sisters all over the world are experiencing the same things, not in a negative way, not in a defeatist way, going, oh my gosh, we're all just... No, know that as a Christian, there are going to be challenges and that we can take comfort in the fact that God is with us, He's for us, that other people are dealing with stuff, and we can go over. And we can be victorious. And we can be strengthened. Instead of being surprised at the fact that we have pressure, we say, well, this is par for the course. All right, we know what to do. We're going over. And God can help us then. And He can help us to bring us over. We can see His Word come to pass. Praise God. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank You so much.